Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast, episode 892. Uh, this is a very special edition of the Real Deal Podcast because as I told you a few months back, as I promised, and I was delivered on that promise that I would bring back Snowfall and review the first three seasons. Of course, when we started reviewing Snowfall, we started back in 2021 with season four, and we did seasons four through six. Now we are back with season one, episode one, the pilot. Um, so this is, um, we look at themes, right? I should play, I apologize. I'm a little rusty here. I didn't put themes on the uh, on the slide, so we'll fix that next episode. Themes, I had wanting more, wanting more. So the big, I was kind of thrown off a little bit with this pilot episode in a good way because I expected there to be more of a sense of build up um, and more character develop in my mind from the times that I've watched the first episode, the pilot episode, at least a number of times and I re- in my re- when I rewatched it or even the first time I watched it back in 2017. Of course, this show premiered July 5th, 2017. But I'm gonna be honest with you. When you t- when you talk about Gustavo, when you talk about Franklin, Teddy, Gustavo, as the story centered around those three characters' storylines, and basically the, the entire series centered around those three characters and their and their storylines and how they how they uh, how they intertwine. Eventually, I'll be honest with you. They started the ground running, and. And this, they started the ground running, and each one of these characters made a decision in this particular episode, and only, again, episode one, that would change forever the course of their lives and would carry on and really set the tone for this entire series. Um, I, again, I was surprised. I was kind of taken back on just how much they gave us in this first episode. I mean, they gave us, they gave us a lot. Like there was, there was, and again, of course, there's there was setup. There's there's a lot of setup, and as we you know, this this thing went sixty episodes, six seasons. So, you know, you didn't see everything, but you think about everything that you did see in this episode. Um, for a first episode, there was a lot. Like you see Franklin get put on into the drug game immediately, like immediately with a with a key from Avi, getting, uh, getting the key from Avi. You see Teddy immediately get put on to uh, figuring out a way how to fund a war. You see Gustavo um, introduced, or you see Gustavo already with a relationship, having a relationship with a drug cartel, the villain of a drug cartel, and he does a job. That attempts to do a job for them does a job for them, but of course it, it goes it goes wrong with with with, with some of the uh, with with him of course killing a uh, one of the bodyguards of someone that of course that we will find out that was that that was connected to uh, uh, to Lucille and the villain of family and well you know we'll have plenty of time to flush that out but all these characters these three characters made decisions that would change for their lives forever. And again, I was just surprised going back and watching this like, once again and, and coming from a perspective of what's going like this is the first time I've watched it from a perspective 
that I was going to do a podcast on it for the first uh, in terms terms of season one. Again, we've done seasons four through six, so it was a different perspective. That I, and of course, I've already seen the entire series, so um, we you saw a lot of breadcrumbs um, that really set the tone um, for the for the entire series and. Really, the, they did not like. Yeah, there was some setup, but really, they really got they really got the ball run, running, and really do- dove right into who these characters were, who these characters were. Even the side, even even the characters like Avi and Franklin's uh, friend Rob. Uh, even characters like that, you got to know a lot. You know, Claudia. So let's go deep dive Franklin Saint. So you can tell then this was shot. I believe this was shot in 2016. The pilot was shot in 2016. The show premiered in 2017. Remember, it premiered in summer 2017, maybe. And I'm sure they probably were shooting episodes early, late 2016, maybe even early 2017. You can tell how young Damson Illgers was when he first shot this. I believe he was 25. I believe he was 25. Um, you could just, like, there, you know, clean-shaven, Kid like, uh, you know, a, a kid like, fa- you know, kid like, ba- uh, kid like baby face. Uh, there was a sense of you know teenage coming of age exuberance and playfulness with 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 Franklin and how he, uh, how he um interacted with Kevin and Leon. You see him joking on the bus with the radio. You see them playing, you know, you see them um. See them uh, fraternizing with the little kids, but I, what I, what I what really jumped out to me about Franklin in this episode was he was ahead. He was ahead of all of us, and rightfully so. In terms of when we first saw it, we didn't know what was going to turn out. But he he already had the vision of what he wanted to be in episode one. Like he's talking about. So I'll give you a couple of examples. One of the first, the first scene of the entire series, kids, you know, rip off a uh, uh, ice cream man. They take his stuff or, t- or attempt to take his stuff, uh, some potato chips and what have you. He catches the kids, gets the gets the potatoes back for the ice cream man. They say, and you know, you have Leon Kevin say, you know, why'd you do that? And you know, he says, hey, I gotta teach him. That's not the way. This that's not how I teach him how America works. Then you see him talk to Mel. About uh, in you know in a in a later scene, about you know where his head's at, where his head is at, in, in terms of what he wanted to do, and you again you saw a lot of breadcrumbs with with Franklin in regards to this drug thing, and I really believe that in episode one he had an idea that he wanted to become a drug kingpin. I really believe that. And I, I know it's easy for me to say that considering I've seen the entire series and we see what happens, but um, he was just looking for an opening. He was just looking for an opening. And again, he remember, he's already in the drug game. Like, this is not a situation where he was, he was green to how the drug, how the entire game worked, of course, because he had lack of experience. He was not green in terms of the drug game in general, because he was selling stuff, he was selling dime bags and working for working for Jerome. So he takes that knowledge and that curiosity. Once he's you know he sees that he gets curious from that standpoint, and that was all that was all he needed. 
Um, we'll talk about some of the scenes uh, later that 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 to kind of further explain that. But uh, you can see how his you can see the wheels turning throughout the course of this episode in terms of how he was moving. You know, going to Rob, going going to Rob, and going going to Rob, which would lead to Avi and what have you. And and again, all he needed was a push, and he got the push. Of course, we'll talk about. Uh, Louis, you know, he got that he got that push from Louis that set everything off. But this was a guy who looked to me, even in episode one, like I'm, I'm going, I'm going to do something big, bigger. Like I'm, like I'm just not going to be doing dime bags. I'm going to do something big with with this. I don't know how it's going to look. I'm not saying he had every detail lined out, lined up, planned, planned, and so you know. Like he had this vision board or whatever, but you could just see like just how he was talking, uh, how he was. You you could see the mature. He was mature, way mature beyond his years from that standpoint. Uh, we'll talk about that when when we talk about some of the best uh scenes. Franklin, Leon, and Kevin. Uh, we talked about this a little bit. Franklin, they open the series. He's discussing. Uh, he tries. You know, tells the little kids. You know, don't you know not to steal. Basically. They ask him, Leon and Kevin asked him why he did that, and he explains, I got to show them how America works. Louis, Jerome, and the side piece, the girl that Jerome slept with. Now, this this was a funny scene, but it was also a very, very, I, this was, I, I, I might have looked past, I might have looked past this scene a number of times that I watched this uh, first season and just as comedy, but it was bigger than that. So, <laughs> one of Jerome's side chicks Comes up to the door, right in the middle of General Hospital. Luke and Laura. This is when General Hospital was popping, popping. Like like Luke and Laura were the biggest things on soap opera television at that time. And Louis watching General Hospital. Jerome's side piece inside the side piece pops up, says, "You know what's up, Jerome? You know I need to speak to you." He but he just he just completely dismisses her. Say, "Look, you got five seconds to leave my door." She keeps knocking on the door, and Louis says to Jerome, "Now this is this the this is the, the this complete this dysfunction of their relationship." She says, "I told you not to fuck that girl without me. Now look at you." So she's completely she's accepting that Jerome is sleeping with other women. Matter of fact, she like, "Hey, we can all like we can all get down if you want to. I don't care if you sleep with I don't care if you sleep with another woman, but." Why could you should have let you should let me in, you should you should let me in on it anyway? She he anyway too you know we see how loyal Louis is. She's not angry. No, she she wasn't. She was annoyed. She was more so annoyed that her stories were getting disrupted. That was the most annoying thing. She's not. She's more upset about that than Jerome sleeping with another woman. Sleeping with another woman. She's more upset about you interrupting my general hospital time. So she whips the girl's ass. <laughs> you know, tells Franklin, you know, look at your auntie. Shit turns me on. That is that right there would define their relationship. That it was it, that I mean completely defined their relationship. The dysfunction, the loyalty, the love, everything. And and I, I what I did notice as well, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk more about this. Later, when I because we're, we're gonna speak more about Louis uh, later on in the episode, 
But that, I mean, that that scene told you everything you need to know about what type of relationship that they had. Franklin and Avi. Um, so Franklin, uh, Rob runs out of coke. Rob needs some more coke. So he sends Franklin to go to go see Avi to get some. Avi, Franklin, of course, Avi is a you know uh, Israeli gun dealer who, who who has drugs. Who's 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 Avi's connect? Not Avi's, but uh, Rob's connect. Rob really doesn't want to go there, so he sends Franklin. Avi, of course, questions calls Rob a pussy, and Franklin immediately gets that like he sees he you know he understands when they when they approach Avi's place, he immediately hears a gunshot. Avi has shot one of his guys with the bulletproof vest on. Still, the bullet still didn't go through, but it I'm sure it packed a lung or something. So he immediately knows that this guy is off. That, that this guy is off just like Rob said he was off and despite that Franklin's intrigued so Franklin goes and tries to buy some money tries to get get, get Rob's uh, some cocaine from Avi Avi says hey I don't sell the kids I especially don't sell I only deal in keys Franklin says hey give me a key man nervously and Avi says you know how are you gonna what? okay so Franklin, so Avi, to prove Avi's, to prove Franklin's uh, loyalty, Franklin decides, they, Avi decides to put a vest, bulletproof vest on Franklin, and Franklin is going to take the shot uh, to prove his loyalty to Avi. Avi doesn't shoot Franklin, he shoots a champagne or a champagne bottle. He respects Franklin's, uh, says, you got, he says, you got balls, kid, so he respects Franklin's courage. And gives Franklin a key, and gives him twenty four hours to flip that key. So that that was Franklin's introduction, official, unofficial, but unofficial introduction, official but unofficial introduction to the drug game. Because he has twenty four hours to flip, flip a, to, to flip a key. Uh, this is not just to flip a key. Um, and he meets one of the most important people he will meet in the entire series. And he already established his, they've already had, they, so they built their relationship starting from there. Franklin, Louis, Louis, and Claudia. So, Franklin, so now, but there's, there's another scene that I didn't put on here. Where Franklin now is under the gun. He has to flip this key in 24 hours, and he doesn't have any distribution that could flip a key in 24 hours, period. So, he goes to he goes to Jerome. Jerome says, "Look, man, I do weed, dime bags. I do little that. I do neighborhood stuff. I don't want." Basically, Jerome says, "I don't want any part of this. Like, I don't want nobody coming through my door. You don't know what you're opening yourself up to uh, with that kid, with that with that brick." So Jerome brushes him off. Says, "You know, get that shit out of my house." So Lily is in the back. She hears that. She hears this, and she. Opposes Franklin says, "Is it real? Is this real?" So he says, "Yes." They go meet up with Claudia. Claudia initially, now clearly there's there's been a past relationship with Louis and Claudia, which they certainly will get into as the, as the these episodes go as the as the series goes along, as season one goes along. So they clearly they they clearly know each other. They clearly don't trust Louis. Um, as soon as they get in. Louie, uh, Claudia smacks Louie, pulls out a gun and says, I, I, I smell a setup. 
so she comes in. Um, so one of her, her number one guy or her number two sniffs the cocaine, and says, "Hey, no, nah, this is the real deal. This is uh, this is this is the caviar." So Claudia, uh, Franklin, Claudia takes it off. Uh, Franklin promises to uh, if she buys that buys that key to get another one and then they could do business moving forward as well um franklin she does make franklin tell her basically who is this from um the washington basically washington i i could easily take this uh and says if he you know basically and frank this is where franklin was was well beyond his years and he talks himself out of getting a bullet because you know she could easily took that and like sold it on her own and made money. He says, hey, you you take this, you're going to have Israeli drug drug dealer, you know, looking for you, looking for me. If he is up there, then he's going to be looking for you until he gets his money. So she sees that this guy, that Franklin is for real. She sees that this thing is that, you know, him having a key is for real. So she lets him go. He flips that, gives him the money. And Franklin has flipped the key, was able to flip the key in less than twenty in less than twenty four hours, uh, again in this scene you you see the the desperation of Franklin, along with the cunning of Franklin Saint as well, looking down the road and basically giving you know looking you know looking down the road and us uh, talking himself out of getting killed and he was right you know, Ivy would have came after that key looking for Claudia and she know and Claudia knows that. Franklin was right. That's why she ends up letting him go despite her uh, kind of shaky relationship at the time. It's kind of shaky relationship with Louie. Uh, Franklin, Louie, and Arden, so they're driving home, and we see the first appearance of Franklin's father. He was mentioned earlier in the episode with in terms of Rome, and he had asked me, hey, you seen him? And Franklin said no. Uh, so we realized that we find out that Alton, Franklin's father, is on the street. He's homeless. Franklin doesn't say anything to his doesn't say anything to him as he's, you know, and tells Louie that he's not gonna say anything to him. To basically tells her to drop the car off. And you see a tear coming down his eye. Similar, you know, that Denzel glory tear uh coming down his eye. And, you know, we'll see more about that, that that dynamic, and that's how the episode wraps up. So Again, you had again you had Franklin winning uh completely introduced to um uh, the drug game in a real way. Um you had Teddy, some other things, uh other happenings in the episode. Teddy, of course, gets uh now Teddy is is in a is it's kinda in a lame duck job with the CIA. Uh one of the operatives overdoses. And a guy who named Alejandro um, brings calls Teddy. Teddy comes to see to, to this house, this beautiful house on the hills. He Teddy knows something's up, but he knows something up. Something's up with regards to the guys not being straightforward to him. He sees blood spots. He helps Alejandro clean the house up. Alejandro explains to him why he didn't call the cops after the guy overdosed because he had. A bunch of drug, uh, some a bunch of drugs, uh, hidden, uh, no, numerous keys of drugs, hidden, cocaine, hidden, uh, hidden in, uh, in this floor. 
and immediately, similar to Franklin, Teddy's, Teddy's wheels start spinning. He talks to Bill, his Bill supervising to saying, look, I can do this. I can do this. I'm not going to be like Logan Miller, the previous guy that ended up OD and OD and get, and get, and get killed behind this. So Teddy went from basically a dead end, no going nowhere job in the CIA. Now he is completely in the game dealing with this out, dealing with Alejandro as they, um, as they will, you know, partner over the next, uh, over this particular season. And there's no trust between those two. I mean, Alejandro and Teddy. Teddy does not believe for a second that something else, that, that there were no other bodies in that house. We'll see moving forward. Uh, we'll see when moving forward how that plays, um, how that plays out. So all three of the characters, again, Ted, Franklin, Teddy, Gustavo, all made decisions that would, in essence, change their lives. And they made decisions that would change their lives, taking just Gigantic, gargantuan risk. All these, all the decisions they make are risky, life-threatening, risky. But that's where they were at, saying that the risk. They, of course, they thought that the risk would be worth the reward. Um, again, all of them. We'll see how they all intertwine and how they all are connected. Remember, for this episode was without question, Louis. Um, she saves, in essence, saves Franklin's life. Turns them on, puts them on the Claudia. And was able to help him flip that key. If he doesn't flip that key, he's, a, he's in essence a dead man, uh, dead man walking in regards to uh, what transpires, uh, what transpired with Avi. And also, Angela, also Angela, Lewis, Angela Lewis was tremendous in this uh, in this episode. Just her, her what for what she looked at looked like in season six. I have actually more respect respect for the actress, considering like she's completely shermed out. In this episode, um, one of the scenes where she was asleep, she said, basically, Jerome said her, you know, her sherm, sherm smoking self is knocked out. So you can tell, like, she, again, the physical transformation you see from season one to season six is just phenomenal. That, like, that is all Angela Lewis. I mean, you know, with the makeup people and the costume design, things like of that nature, give them some credit. But as far as just her body language and things like that, uh, she, you could tell that she was at, at her bottom, almost at rock bottom, in turn, in regards to where we, where we will see her move moving forward as the series moves along. So she was the MVP of the episode. That's going to do it all. That's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Real Deal Podcast, season one, episode one, the pilot of Snowfall. As I will look back, as I will begin looking back at seasons one through three, I will see you next time with episode season one, episode two. So.